Welcome to the Play-Based Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen R.B. Peterson, and maybe your new teacher bestie that is here to hype you up, maybe give you a motivating kick in the pants, and teach you all I know about play and childhood. I am here to help you challenge old and outdated practices and inspire you to create a truly developmentally appropriate early childhood environment that fosters creativity, curiosity, and joy in the children that you care for. Let's set the stage for a lifelong love of learning. Let's get going. Matt Thompson, behavior. What was the other word behind that? Consulting. Consulting is joining me for the podcast today. Great intro there, Kristen. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, this is going to be interesting. We already knew that before we started. We did. And we now, are like kindred spirits and we are, we live are on different sides of the country. Very excited. And I just, you know, of course, right before you hit record, good stuff starts rolling out of Meg's mouth. And I told her to stop talking and shove all the words back in her mouth so that we didn't waste all the goodness before we started. So here we go. We're talking. <laughs> One of your favorite things to jam about and one of my favorite things to like be on a soapbox about is behavior management through yucky things like behavior charts and reward. I call, I say stickers, tickets, tokens, points, clips, and now I have to say candy because they're giving out candy, Kristen, they're giving out candy. Okay. But I also just want to first preface this with like. I was there. I did oh. these things because I didn't you know. know any better. I didn't know the psychology behind it. I just did what I saw on Pinterest. And I think that that's where a lot of young <laughs> teachers who are in survival mode, and they don't even have to be young. Teachers who are in like survival mode or maybe haven't done a lot of reflection or a lot of learning around these strategies, that's where a lot of them are. And they just, they don't know any better. And they're, they're overwhelmed. forced to do it. Or they're forced to do it by administration. Yes. So it's okay if you are listening and you're doing those and things. There. Hope today is that you won't be doing those things after this episode. And we have some, maybe some strategies that you can do instead. Um, yeah. Is one of the biggest ones, of course, because this is the play-based learning podcast. Um, in my mind, play is one of the bigger ones. Uh, yeah. Children. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about it. Uh, Let's just start with why they're, why behavior strategies like that, like stickers, charts, tokens, clips, candy. <laughs> took, me a long time. took me a long time to figure out how to say it. Stickers, tickets, tokens, points, clips, candy. Yep. Oof, I'm not going to get that. Um, <laughs> I was going to try to start writing them down as you said them, but I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> uh, why are they not helpful at all? And why are they not developmentally appropriate? So that's like maybe two questions, but maybe they fit together somehow. Yeah, so they're not appropriate because we want kids to do the next best thing because they're internally motivated to do so. Stickers, tickets, tokens, points, clips, and candy use external motivation for kids to do the right thing. But while you're working with external motivation, you are diminishing internal motivation. So you can't do both at the same time. People say, well, do, I'm going to do the sticker chart until, and then I'm going to fade it away. But while you're doing the sticker chart, you are canceling out and diminishing the learning and the internal motivation. So it is, so, so you're, so you're canceling out what you want. Yeah. And 
Um, uh, like, like you said, I, I did them. I had a big, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I had a big, huge, it was like a black trash bag on my wall. <laughs> my wall. That sounds beautiful, doesn't oh, it? Oh, wow. And with the stoplight, the the red, yellow, and green, I have oh, yeah, like, yeah. I have a little bit of a twitch when, when I see red, yellow, green, anything, because I know that it has to do with some sort of poor behavior management system, yeah, but yeah. I had it on my wall and it was huge. It had to have been probably four feet tall on my wall oh my god everybody's name on it with clips yeah and there was one kid and when he was mad at you he called you a big head he was from virginia and he said you're a big head and he said it with his little <laughs> love it southern accent and we were like you know what this is gonna work this is gonna do it if we start putting them on yellow and red oh he told us where to stick it he did not care about that at all ever that We'd be like, buddy, you're gonna, you have to move to red. And he goes, good, move me to red. You calling my mom? Can I go home? And I was <gasps> like, oh. Oh my gosh. Hey. So some kids, you ask developmentally wise. So, you know, I do a lot with temperaments. So there are some temperaments who don't care, like this little guy. He didn't care. There are ones that have increased anxiety over it. Yeah. Increased perfectionism over it. Increased depression over it. Um, They can't do anything else they're so like zoned in on being a good kid yeah and if they ever were on yellow it's the the end of the world it they can't even they they, they like cry all day and i've seen it work so poorly yeah. For anything. It doesn't matter if it's public. I mean, public is the worst. All yeah. public behavior management strategies end in shame, guilt, and embarrassment. Oh, absolutely. Every single one. So um, so people are like, well, I'll make them private. And I'm like, I don't think, right? That no. Just because you put it in a folder and stick it under your desk, that's a, oh, I mean. Like my son last year, and I had an issue with this, but like not a, it wasn't as big enough issue because- I, you know, choosing my battles. Um, so maybe that was a battle I should have chosen, but he had to do something called credits and debits all year. Mm. So they would collect credits by, and I asked, how do you get the credits? And he said, by being good. And I go, what does being good mean? That's why it's not developmentally yeah. appropriate. Get he some- had no idea no what idea. he had nope. to do to be good. Nope, nobody And then knows. he, and I said, so what, how do you get debits? He goes, well, by being bad. And I go, well, what do you, what do you do to be bad? Like what sorts of things? He's like, I don't know. I don't think he ever got a debit all school year um, because he was so hyper-focused on trying mm. to just be good all of the time. Um, and this year they don't do anything. They do like not individual wise that I know of yet. Um, but they do do like a big class, you know, earning enough points for a pizza party. Oh my gosh. Just have the pizza party. Right. Um, (laughs) Like let's yeah. Yeah. So the problem is, is I ask kids all the time, you know, I go into, um, not only am I on Instagram and do all the, like the virtual stuff, but I also like go into schools every day. I go into schools every day. I go into homes every day. I've been into a school and a home already today before I even did this. And um, when you ask the kids how you get it, they'll say, to be, I have to be good. I have to be nice or I have to be kind. Yeah. But if you line up adults who know the definition of good, nice and kind, and line them up, say 10, you would get 10 different, 10 different definitions yeah. for each of 
three words. And then bad is, okay, so what am I going to say if, if um, you ask me bad? I would probably say my hot button. I would probably say the thing that makes me crazy, right? I taught uh, kindergarten in a childcare setting. So it was preschool, but I live in New Hampshire and they didn't have full day kindergarten yet mm. when I was teaching. So it was really just older preschool, but we called it kindergarten because it could be used as a kindergarten. Yeah. So as a kindergarten teacher, I did not like whining. I always said lava's going to come out of my ears and it's going to drip down and my head's going to explode and glitter's going to come out. Oh my God. Right? I, couldn't, I couldn't take whining. I can't take the repetition of things. That's another hot button. Like if they're like, Meg, 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 Meg. Mm, Meg. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> and you know, I like twitch on my right side. But that's when I say would that would uh be in my definition of bad but some people their definition of bad i'm like ah oh, hang out with the hard kids all the time that that stuff doesn't bother me yeah well like so do the kids know the rules right and this is what i started to say before when it all fell out of my mouth you told me to gobble it back up is that play is one of the best solutions except we don't want to have them play behavior games okay so all this is a behavior game. It is, right? So if you go into schools and you're like, we're going to do, even if it's group points, we're going to do group points. And if you get enough points, you're going to get a pizza party. Well, a pizza party is the prize. And if there's a prize and you have to get enough points, that's a game. Mm-hmm. And you don't play games you don't want to in life a lot, right? right. Like I played soccer for a long time. Then my soccer team was really good and we kept winning. So it got boring. It wasn't me, believe me. I uh, was only good at running. <laughs> so so we played field hockey for a, for a session. I was like, nope, nope. I don't, I, don't, I don't like field hockey. The rules are different. There's no checking or <laughs> knocking people over. You can't use your feet. That's the whole point of soccer. So, so I quit because I, yeah. I don't like that game. Yeah. I played uh, club volleyball, didn't really like it. But nobody says, so people always say like, how do I move out of this sticker chart thing? Ask how many kids want to play. Because we probably don't want to. Would we ever do it with adults? No. No. Not Not at all. I hope not. It would be gross. Could you imagine if your employer was like, we're going to play this game. And if everybody like can stay on green all day long and do your job as I think you should do your job. So I'm not going to be very clear on what you need to do. <laughs> you get no clear instructions. <laughs> then we're going to do this or, you know, like we're going to take well, a well, well, company okay, so trip. The sad thing is PBIS, which is positive behavior intervention supports. That is uh, almost every school in history uh, <laughs> right now uh, across the country. The public school is a PBIS school. So when it wasn't working for kids, their idea was to do it to the adults who then do it to the kids. So if you have a well-behaved class or if you get your kids get the pizza party or whatever, you get a gift card to Olive Garden or you get a oh, gift card to whatever. So then it felt right to do it to the kids because you got a prize along with the kids. Oh, wow. Yep. So they were doing it to the adults. Uh, they oh. still are doing it to the adults. Like, right. Or if you don't have a, something in your classroom like that, 
and they come in and look like uh, sometimes, like I said, it's mandatory. So it has to be on the wall. And a lot of teachers like put it like on the side of a, of a, like a filing cabinet. So you can't see it. And then they get in trouble for that. And that's the hard thing is teachers are like, so what do I do if it's mandatory? Yeah. So I say, go in with research. I have all the research. I have like a hundred and something articles on my website under research on my homepage. And, um, print some of them, print 10 of them mm-hmm. and to have research that proves the stuff we're doing, um, in the behavior field is not, is not supported by research. And it actually ends in shame, guilt, and embarrassment for kids. And I wanted to share it with you until we discuss it. And you find the research that shows that it does work and not, or it does work and it is emotionally healthy for kids. I would love to sit down and talk. The problem is mm. they will never find research on that side. Mm-mm. That's so, brilliant. That's a good yeah. strategy. So then, and and if and it's helpful if you go, if you're a mom or a dad, you go with another mom or a dad. Or if you're a teacher, you go with another teacher. So you're not like, I think it's uncomfortable for people to be an outlier. Not for me. I will go, I'll go in. I carry the research in my trunk all mm. the time. Yeah. I've printed out like little packets of 10 and I have them and and I'll give them. And it's also not good for right. Any kid that um, has a neurodivergent brain. So under that neurodivergent umbrellas, the one I uh, work with most is ADHD, autism and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's not good for those kids anyway, because it makes them mask and I have to now look like a a normal, I'm doing that in quotation, a normal kid and they just don't and then it's like a skill set they don't know yeah. how to do it like because again it's vague i don't know how to those kids picked it up i missed it i don't know how to do it and now i'm like so upset about it God. and then and, the, and then i tell yeah and then i tell and then i tell um parents like to say that you're not going to do it yeah. you're 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 taking your kid off the sticker chart. My, uh, Brennan, my 11 year old does not go to public school because of our sticker charts here. And, um, I would have had to take him off. Teachers get really mad that I say that because they're like, well, right. Then they think that, I mean, there's no consequences for your actions. You know that that's That's not not true. That's not true. It's that the consequence is not going to be a sticker. The consequence has to be natural, logical, or a teaching consequence. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, why can't we just like have a conversation with children sometimes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're weird, right? Let's ha- let's. I talk mean, there's lots kids. of different things that you can do, like to work on behavior management. I hate that term, behavior management. I, I know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to use them. I like to use social and emotional learning. Social but then I don't know if people coaching. really know what that means. They don't because no. and no. So, but that I do. I do too. And you I do. do too, but I know that people are like, uh, wait, you, you want me to teach you, them how to get along socially with people in the world? Yes. Like, I'm supposed yeah, to be teaching them academics. Sticker. Like I don't have time to teach social skills. Well, and 85%, 85% of your success is in social skills, people skills. 15% is if you can do the like, right. 15% is what I would put on a resume to get a job at your preschool. That's my 15%. Mm. Like mm. I've 
right? I've taught with Bev Boss. You're, you know, you're my, yeah, yeah. You're, my, you're my Bev Boss now. Like I've taught with Bev Boss. I've gone to California. I've um, taught kindergarten for 10 years. That's what I would put. Yeah. That's those are my technical skills. Yeah. That I would put on it. And then you would hope after you're like, she's hired, that I would use the 85%. I'm not going to mm. walk around and, and uh, quote Bev Boss. <laughs> not like, right. right. And just hope that Piaget, I've never used Piaget. I don't know. Right. And oh. child growth and development, what do we learn? Piaget, Vygotsky, Erickson, Freud, and Skinner. Mm. I don't use any of those five in any of my anythings. Nothing? I don't know. Maslow's hierarchy of need. Oh, you didn't say Maslow. No, Maslow, I, I, I do. Okay. But the okay. other five, I'm like, I, right. If a kid is having a hard time and he's having bad behavior, I'm putting that in um, quotation marks, bad behavior, has anybody thought WWPD? What would Piaget do? nobody's thinking about what piaget no but people actually have said i will say what would kristen do and i sometimes think what would meg do that's funny (laughs) i thought the same thing people say what would meg do and i thought what would kristen do (laughs) or or what would bev do like sometimes i see your stuff and i'm like my gosh it's like you you like came from I don't know like how it happened I don't know I you I would have thought I was like maybe she was there when I was there oh, and I no, missed her I was not the whole time no no but you have the same so I if I didn't go into behavior I would be on the the interwebs and uh on social media doing what you do because oh. that's what I did I did play I worked in a nature-based school yeah right I um upset the apple cart in my internship program they wanted you to do it in new hampshire i was like hey i'm gonna go to california <laughs> and work yeah. with them. and That's um amazing. and then but now but i ended up in the you did in the behavior world you can always you can always add a, a stream spark. you can always add a pillar you can always add it you can be <laughs> I don't know multi-passionate I handle another pillar <laughs> But when I go into schools and kids are hard, I was like, ah, uh, it's because there's no play happening. I know. And so let's, just- yeah, that's, let's bring it all back to play. I want like, so I'll just let you know that I, um, and any listeners who maybe don't know, we're just picking up on this episode. I worked in a traditional preschool for a few years and that was before I knew better. It was before I found play. I found play two years after I started at that program and really started diving in the last year that I was there. And I ended up putting in my, um, because I realized what I was doing was not developmentally appropriate and could not make the changes that I wanted to make in that setting. I put in my notice. I just didn't feel good about what I was teaching and took a huge risk and had no income, then had to figure out other ways to make money to be able to like, support my family, but I just could, I didn't feel good about it. And so I was able to, I opened a program with zero of my own dollars and it's, it was completely play-based. I'm retired from that now. That was 10 years ago. Um, it was, it opened in 2014, but I started working on it in 2012. And I realized that once children were in play and I let them play for large amounts of time throughout the day and to make their own choices about how they spend their time and not give them so many transitions and just like let them be fully their own 
person, let them like live into that childhood and live into that creativity and live into that play. I realized that like we were having to spend so much less time on Mm -hmm. behavior management. And I'm doing that in air quotes too, because we would, I mean, like we really realize that a huge part of our jobs as early childhood educators is one caregiving. Like you have to take care of needs before anything else, because it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like you have to make sure that all of those things are met, the food, the safety, the connection, um, the like autonomy, you have to make sure that all of those things are met before learning can happen. And then um, you have to, uh, well, now my squirrel brain's like forgetting what, so you have to make so it's caretaking first and then it's social and emotional coaching second so that they can have the brain space to like pull in those academic things that that's what you know you're hoping they get out of things and they learn all those things through play but we kind of just saw ourselves as like a huge part of our job is coaching children how to talk to each other and, and how do you do that, that social emotional coaching, which I had a kind of a similar experience, right? And realized I needed to do something different because I couldn't make the changes. So how do you do that social emotional coaching when you're not letting kids choose their social emotional partners and play and yeah. you, you can't, like you can't. No. I have a, a workshop called For the Love of Circle. That's how it's supposed to be said. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, like, how do you get them like are they going to learn what they need to learn in circle though because they hate circle and they can't read and they don't care about calendar and they can't sit crisscross applesauce and it's just like yeah they poke their eyeballs out now how are you doing social emotional coaching in that you're doing it you're probably doing it wrong only because it's the wrong setting to do it in yeah oh you keep your hands to yourself crisscross applesauce listening ears and why does everything rhyme, Kristen? What? You get what you get and you don't get upset. Oh. I don't know. I don't think we say it. We say it. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. But that doesn't rhyme. Yeah, it does. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. No, get and fit don't oh. Well, if you say it, if you get what you get, you don't throw a fit. Oh, yeah. If you get what you get, yeah. Then it rhymes. I always say that one's not true because if you went to Dunkin' Donuts and you were like, I am getting a French vanilla iced coffee. I've been waiting for it all day. I'm on my break and I am psyched about this iced coffee. And you I'd go- I'd be pissed if they didn't have it. Oops. And well, <laughs> and and you go to get it and they give you a hot black coffee and you're like, oh, I actually ordered a uh, um, French vanilla iced coffee. And they're like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Oh, yeah, sure. Mess uh, with people's coffee. Yeah, oh, really mad. Oh my gosh. Okay. But I hate when it's when it, you can't see, but I'm gonna like I'm holding a red marker and a green marker, and you're like, okay, what color do you want? And they're like red, and you go and give them green, and you say you get what you get, and you don't get upset. I'm like, that's just mean. You yeah, had the you already had it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I have a hard time when um, I go to so many places, preschools. And I, my first question is before I give any notes is, is this, would you consider this a play-based setting? Yes. Oh, then we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> teacher, <clears throat> I sent you the thing uh, yesterday, like teacher crafts, 
Mm. That's not art, Mm-mm. right? If there's a, if it's product art, right? We're well, it's not even art then. It's product craft. Art yeah. is like intrinsically motivated, and it's like the it's a it's about what's inside the artist. And you have to have a shelf that has all the things that is self serve, mm. which makes people really have a hard time. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's when really I was all making... about adult control when it comes down to it. Like yes. Most things in educational settings is all about the adults and their yes. comfort. Because we're yes, old I... and we can tell kids what to do. So like I have a really big issue with just like I notice adult control everywhere now. So like pulling mm. up to the yeah. middle school in um to pick up my child at middle school and I see some kids throwing snowballs trying to get them they're waiting for their parents outside and you got the adults like the stodgy old adults like standing there on the sidewalk monitoring the kids and they're throwing we're seeing how high they can throw a snowball to get it to stick to the side of the building like who cares it's gonna melt in about four minutes because it's nice out yeah like but you hear the adult on the other end of the sidewalk hollering at the kids like nope nope snowballs on the ground it's like, who, it's not hurting anyone or anything. Like, why do we have to be so- They go to worst case scenario, right? That's what anxiety is. The thought pattern of, yeah, but what if, followed by worst case scenario. Right. Like, are they going to hit each other? Well, they're in middle school. So if they hit each other, you just, the other kid will probably whack them and say, cut it out. Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so, okay. So I noticed back to when we let children play and make their own choices and have lots of time to play and- use mm-hmm. that intrinsic motivation and be creative, you have a lot less behavior management issues because you're not continually trying to control everything the children are doing. Mm-hmm. When you can release that control, everyone's happier. Like and I'm happier as an adult when people aren't trying to control me. Yeah. And the thing is, is then people see it as, well, then it's going to be a disaster. What happens if, this is the question I get all the time, what happens if they never, or if they always, or if they, and I'm like, you can't relinquish control, like you said, and give it all to the kids because they're four. They can't have all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Right? It's a sharing of it. But people have a hard time sharing that power and control. And what does that look like, right? For different temperaments, it looks different. And I, I just came from a house where, the grandparents just yelled at the little guy the whole time. And mm. I was like, and I was like, mm. and he can't go to a play group because he's unsafe and not appropriate in the play group. Mm. So um, I'm like, oh man, I just, I wish that we could figure out how to have set up a school. I mean, we can figure it out, but people have such a hard time. I remember going and uh, working at Bev school, her I was there when it happened, which was amazing, is that her goal was to play her harpsichord and um, sing her song to get everybody to come to gathering time. And her goal was to have nobody come because Mm. they were so ingrained in all their play that everybody was like, story, peace out, lady. I got mud. (laughs) So I was there when it happened and she sat down and nobody came. I came, I went. and she looked up to me and she had tears in her eyes and they were flowing down. And I was like, I, I think this is happy. I'm not really sure. She said, oh. but he came. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? Nobody came. 
and she's hugging a adults. It was like she was the queen. It was, oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh, I love that. That has too. never been a goal anywhere else I've ever been. Yeah, that's amazing. And her goal was that nobody would come because they would be so engrossed in their play. She set up an environment so rich in play and so interesting for the kids that she had nobody come to her reading a story. Do you want to know what um, my goal was? Because I knew then that I had done my job socially, emotionally coaching children is that when children were in play, um, my goal was it to be able to stand there and do nothing. Like to not have mm -hmm. anybody come to me and need my help with anything. So like when I felt like I wasn't needed anymore, like I, mm -hmm. children didn't need me and I could just like, if I wanted to, you know, like, cause sit and smoke a cigarette and like, peace out. Uh, mm -hmm. that was my goal. I'm not going to smoke a cigarette and peace out, but like, just to be able to stand there and like, see everybody so immersed and engaged in play and being able to like solve problems with others when they arise without mm -hmm. the help of an adult. Like that is when I knew I did my job and I did it well. So, I mean, that's, Social, I mean, that's that's what we want for young children, right? Okay, so maybe give us some behavior, I don't know if we want to call them behavior strategies. I don't know what you call them. What are some examples of some things that work then in early childhood programs, in play-based programs, or even not yeah, play-based? Like what works? So my masterclass explains it all, right? We'll talk about that at the end. But when... <clears throat> the first thing you have to do behavior man behavior management wise right that's always going to be in quotation marks um is self-reflect mm -hmm. why do you do what you do why if you're doing calendar still why do you do it is it because it's always been like that right that's what we're, we're getting yeah. a lot of or right i have a couple people that say do you have research on calendar i do hey you send me your research first and I'll send you my research, but they don't have research. They just have always done it that way. So yeah. we have to self-reflect. What's our temperament? I have, I am intense and sassy. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's a secret. Um, I have squirrels. Like how do I engage with an environment? Right? Yeah. So there's a lot of self-reflection piece. And if you're not doing any self-reflection and you're just doing what you're told, you're going to have a really hard time behavior management wise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you have to ask yourself, who is this child? Who is this kid that I'm working with? Are they just like me? Because the ones mm -hmm. just like you are the hardest. The ones opposite you are the second hardest, right? I married my opposite and gave birth to myself. Why <laughs> 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 I work uh, into the nighttime, <laughs> right? And then we have to look at the relationships, right? Relationships, everybody says relationships are your best behavior strategy. And that is true. But- mm. You do not have the right information on relationships and temperaments and self-reflection. I, I mean, it's a, like a whole process in a relationship, right? Yeah. So people keep diminishing how strong relationships can be for your behavior management because they don't have the information to back up. Who am I? Who is this kid? How do we work together? Yeah. Right. And then how do I set up an environment for all kids? That's really tricky, especially in a public school because you are you have walls and you have desks and you have like, how do I set up this environment for kids, mm -hmm. right? What sort of discipline do I use, right? You have to use consequences and it's not 
We're not not using them. I know that was a double negative. My mom, if my mom watches this, she's gonna be like Megan Thompson because you can't double negative. Um, she was an English teacher. Mm. So what kind of environment do we have? What kind of discipline, right? And then specific strategies, right? Well, so if we use this, all of these, what I'm talking about, yeah. we go from 18 to 24% of our kids have some sort of evaluation diagnosis. Mm-hmm. If we go through all of what I just said, by the time you get to support plans, like, oh, okay, now I need an OT, I need a PT, I need a school psychologist, I need a school counselor, I need a mom and a dad, I need everybody to get together. Mm-hmm. But we've done all this work. It goes from 18 to 24% to 1% to 2%. Because we've done all the work. So wow. the thing is, is people, when they say, so what, so what do you do? What does work? And I was like, I'm not going to tell you another Pinterest strategy. I'm not going to take your Pinterest strategy and say, don't use sticker charts, but I'm going to give you token boards. It's the same stuff. Yeah. I didn't go to Pinterest and find the one that does work and then like no. pay Pinterest to have it. So no. when you ask me, I then give it to you. No, it's a lot more complicated but, than that. Well, because people say, so what do I do instead? Yeah. That's the wrong question. Okay. The what right is the right? Is, yeah. What new information do I need so I know what to do instead? Oh. The new information is, right? And you talked about this at the beginning. Like, I went in and you taught for two years not knowing what you didn't know. You went into a school and you were like, I, I don't know what I don't know. And I did the same thing, right? I was in advertising. I didn't start teaching until I was 26. I, you know why I got the job? I had sparkly spandex on and I gave great underdoggies. <laughs> <laughs> that's why an underdog is when you go under the kids yeah sleep. yeah that's how I got the job oh my goodness because I was lighthearted and funny and the kids liked me mm-hmm. but I didn't know anything about discipline obviously I had that trash bag stoplight on my wall oh my gosh so we don't know we don't know so people listening now were like that are like oh my god I do this stuff well yeah we did too and I yeah. think probably everybody did because it is what they you currently learn unfortunately in many of the early childhood or education programs that you go right i have a master's and in my master's i learned sticker charts oh my gosh yeah in my in my master's degree and then i had to unlearn that to relearn my oh behaviors gosh yeah it's still it's still being taught so like we're not mad at you guys for knowing that no that's just and if you don't know what, what, I mean, if I asked you a question, Kristen, you didn't know, you'd be like, oh, Google it. And then you're like, Bleh. yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what happens. If you look up behavior management, that's what you're getting. You're getting all the Pinteresty stuff. Yeah. Yep. So we need all this new information and um, some, right. Some people are like, well, where else can I get it? Right. You can follow Brene Brown. She talks a lot about shame and vulnerability. Um, You know that I love Alfie Cohn. I love... Right. I have them all over here. What do I have? Yeah. I have all the, right. I have tons of books and you just have to, and it's rare that you get a strong willed or ADHD book and it does not have a behavior chart in it. Almost everyone. Um, I buy them. I buy them at like, I like thrift stores. So I buy them at Goodwill. I buy all the things. And then I look and I find them in every single one. Oh, I know. Okay. So, so what, Tell me, do you have like one book that people could read and and learn more? 
Yeah, Punished he, by Rewards by Elfie Cohn. Yeah. He does a great job on um, telling you the research. He also talks about how if you are trying to drive someone externally, you are Im impeding their internal motivation. Mm. Um, but right, people like, so who are you two? Right? Yeah. Who are you two, Meg and Kristen, telling us what to do? Right? I get a lot of people that are like, you don't know. And I was like, sure. Okay. You don't have to take my word for it. Yeah. I'm not the only one who was able to buy books <laughs> on the subject. <laughs> All the books. Talk about it. And then people say this. They'll say, um, all my research, they're like, but they're not peer reviewed. You know what? I, if you read a research article and it does not ask the teachers, the parents or the children about how they feel about any of this stuff, I don't want to read it. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to just collect data and spew data back at me. I want to know, are the kids thriving emotionally, socially? Yeah mentally are they are they like feel safe yeah with these things because what i've seen i that i ask periodically probably once a month and i collect all the the data or as much as i do as a drunk squirrel i collect all the data like how do people feel about these things i've had yeah. one mom say to me that her child likes them because he at least he knows how he's behaving mm. That's the only almost positive one I've ever gotten. And maybe only the people who have a hard time with them are answering, but hmm. it is almost every, when I ask kids, I was like, hey, okay, so I saw you have a clip chart in your class. Do you love it? And I try not to sound yeah. like I'm, uh, it's a leading question, right? And they were like, no, so much anxiety. Yeah. You know, and after COVID, there's so much anxiety anyway. I know. <laughs> and, and I know that a, a lot of educators are readers. So if you read Punished by Rewards, there's also unconditional parenting. There's the schools our kids deserve, I think. I'm mm -hmm. trying to read. My bookshelf of shame over there. I have um, all the books uh, and I read s some of some of the books. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're probably all on Audible too, right? If you like, found one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so they're... We just need new information. And then and then I know that that costs money. I know that that's why I'm giving half off my masterclass. I know that amazing. we don't have time for that, but I don't, I don't, there's, I don't know. Do you know a way around that? Not getting the new information, not getting the stuff that we need. I don't know how else to do it. I refuse to give you another Pinterest strategy. Absolutely. Well, and I think that if you are in the field of education and you are, truly wanting what's best and developmentally appropriate for the children that you're working with, then you would hopefully seek out the information mm -hmm. to get more information about what you need to do differently. And it's not quick and it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of like self-reflection, which is really difficult for adults to do because we don't want to experience negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And so- uh, We think we're not good enough, right? Think, yeah. So that's, I mean, something that you just have to recognize that if you want to be truly, you know, do what's truly best mm. for young children, you might have to unpack a lot of your, a lot of your stuff. Cause it all comes down to the adults who are wanting to control everything in those spaces. Yes. Oh, 
Okay, well. <clears throat> I feel like we could do this for seven hours. Oh my gosh, I do too. But I think I that's mean, a good- you and I would talk for seven hours. Yeah. I don't think anybody would, listen, would listen to us for seven hours. Nope. So <laughs> tell us where people can find more. We'll link everything below in the show notes, but where can people connect with you and find out more about what you do? Okay, so um, I am on Instagram at Meg Thompson Behavior. So Meg has two Gs. Mm. I do not know where Meg one G Thompson behavior takes you. So okay. you need two G's. Um, and it, my website is megthompson.com again with two G's. And um, I am doing half off my masterclass. That's so my masterclass, my masterclass is pretty inexpensive. So it's nine hours of professional development that you get to do in your home. That's you amazing. Can, you can eat grilled cheese and drink water. I'm winking. Yeah. With the water. Drink part. water with that. And, um, and it's uh the real pr- the real price, the full price is $99. But for and I I'll Amazing. give you $49. Yeah. And um, right, you just have to follow me and DM me and I will give you the free code or the half off code. Amazing. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much for the And you get it for a lifetime. I'm supposed to say that because it's not right. A lot of times you get it for like, you have to watch this in three weeks and then it expires or blows up or I don't know, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's you forever. As, you have, as long as you it have lives your whole online. life. Yeah. You have your whole life to watch it. Oh my goodness. Hopefully the internet will be around that long. Oh gosh. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> What people would do if the internet stopped? wonder, like, what will technology look like? Will there actually still be like an internet, or what will it be? Sometimes I'm like, like I work so hard at Instagram, as do you, right? We're we're hustlers in Instagram field. I'm like, what happens if they take away Instagram? I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. Do I have to learn a new one? Oh, you need an email list. That's why you need that. Yeah, but if but if the internet goes, you can't email. Oh yeah, that's true. Then we're just (laughs) sol. Whoa! So we have all people on our phone. You know yeah. your phone phone calls. It's weird. I know it is weird. I don't like to answer phone calls sometimes. It's oh. so invasive. No, no. Only no. if it's my son or my husband. Absolutely. My yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, ooh, don't. No. Mm-hmm. no. no. Text me or leave me an email. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate you and all you're doing for children everywhere. I appreciate you. If you liked what you heard today, share this podcast with your coworkers, admin, or maybe even your partner. And I love getting five-star reviews so more people can embrace play. Hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. Or connect with me on Instagram or my website, kristenrbpeterson.com. Until next time.